You're listening to the Realtor Marketing Podcast with Los Angeles Realtor and team leader, David Bramante. With over 20 years of experience selling homes, condos, and apartment buildings throughout Southern California, and having been the manager of two Keller Williams brokerages, David connects with the many top producing residential realtors and commercial brokers he knows to discuss their marketing successes and failures as they have expanded their realty businesses. Now, here is the show. David? Hi. Hey, Emmy. Hello. Hey, Emmy, Kayla. Hey, everyone. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. So, um, thanks for How joining are you guys us. Doing? We wanted to pick the conversation up where we were Thank at. Thank you. Uh, Kayla took some notes on the last podcast to recap us and kind of lead the conversation today. Kayla? Yes. So last week we talked with Emmy, who is a title rep and Emmy was telling us getting started as a new agent. So basically step one was connect with Emmy and pick three areas that you want to work as a new realtor. And the tips for that is those areas should be around 500 homes each. They should be areas that either you live in, you're an expert in, or you really want to be in. And to look at areas with higher turnover where more people are leaving and selling homes, which is all stuff that Emmy can look up. Right, Emmy? Right. Well, I can okay. help with that. Try to look Help with this. that. Yeah, cool. And then the step two would be them sending out some sort of mailer. So all of the title information, which comes in basically an Excel format, can be taken directly to, and this is a question I had, to where, and it can be converted into mailers. Okay, so the data that I give you, you could take it to a print shop. So your okay. local print shop. Um, like a I FedEx find... or something? Um, no, no. I would, there's, there's actual print shops where they would print your postcards oh. and then um, merge it on, merge the data onto the postcard so it could be sent out uh, to the U.S. Postal Service. Oh, so okay, we normally, cool. we've used, and... um, what were those services that we used? Like Nextdoor, Next Day Flyer, and... Uh, there's some printing vistaprint.com which I yeah which I Vistaprint, really like yeah. so instead of going in person mm -hmm. we, you could use a website like that to do the printing of the postcard but also do the mail merging with the data that Emmy gets right yeah I believe so I believe vistaprint yeah. does that I, I, I I've never I haven't looked it up so okay. I can't be okay yeah 100% you know, sure but so something like that yes so cool. And then the step three, which we are starting to get into last week, this is, you know, how to get business as a new agent and your prospecting steps. So the step three was door knocking or, you know, going door to door right. and introducing yourself to owners. Exactly. Be of and service. Then, yeah. And then what do you think is the next best step in your opinion for realtors to take after sending everyone a mailer, knocking on everyone's door or, you know, while doing all those things? You know, you should have a CRM, you know, um, a CRM is a client management system to to input the information that you you're gathering so that, you know, you can go back and talk to them, follow up if you get a phone call or an email address that you can start a drip campaign. So I would invest in a CRM. Do you have do either of you have recommendations for CRMs that you like? I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of p different things um, out there. 
I use um, personally, I've used contactually. Um, there's Wise Agent. Um, yeah, Wise Agent. Um, there's so many out there. I think you can just Google CRM and see what the right fit is because, um, you know, some of them are kind of antiquated, you know, but um, I use it just because I've used it for so long. Contactually. Um, yeah. Contactually. Yeah, yeah. But it wouldn't be my first choice uh, <laughs> anymore. So that's interesting. So, but been, since I started so off with that. Company, yeah. they house CRM or like an integrated they, CRM. They, like Salesforce? Uh, they do provide a CRM. Uh-huh. It's just that I had my CRM before they, they gave it. They provided us with right. one. And you know what? I'm old school. Stick with what works for you, right? I've got all my templates in there. I just don't want to move it around. And it's just the way it is. You know? Yeah, once you're in a CRM, it's really not a pleasant experience to transfer to another one. Exactly. So at the time, I and mean, this was several years ago, I was I, I got into I was using Top Producer. I found that I never really used Top Producer, and then I moved to Contactually. So um, okay, you know, so that's more of a personal preference, a, and people have to do their right, own research. Sure. And because I was grandfathered in, you know, from a long time ago, it just it's so cheap for me that it's not even worth you know moving right. So right. it, it's yeah. just what can you afford, what's available to you. But a CRM is definitely something that every real estate agent should have to maintain their um, their clients, to keep in touch, you know? Yeah. Okay, well, let's, okay. So while we're, so so they get that in, the, in place, then when would be the next interaction that they would have with you? Would they be kind of spot checking areas or when would well, be the next time you hear from that agent who's done all the steps that we just discussed? Well, hopefully they get a lead from a door knocking, right? And they get in touch with someone or they've done um, networking, social media postings, and they have some kind of lead. And when they get a lead, they'll call me and say, look, my client is looking to, uh, or my prospect is looking to sell. Can you get me a property profile, Right. Or they're like, I have a buyer who's looking at this property. Can I get a property profile? Because you want to make sure that who you're talking to is the person who is the one making the decision to sell that property or is capable of, of making. The last thing you want to do is give your, your our pitch to somebody and find out that they actually don't have um, the, the right to, to sign the listing agreement. Yeah. Right? They don't have the exactly. authority. Uh-huh. So yeah. you don't want to waste time. Which does does happen yeah you'll talk to the son of the mother who owns it but yeah and they're more than happy to talk to you thinking that they're you know they're like you know feeling really good about themselves you know talking to a real estate agent and then yeah they feel big time like ooh, I'm exactly and then it turns out oh they can't sign you know okay so let's talk about what that for like a new agent what is a property report they would call you and say hey i have this prospect I need to know more information at this property. So what would that, So what is a property that? profile includes a cover sheet and has, um, you know, the owner's name, the, the property address, the mailing address, bedroom, bathroom count, square footage, lot size, the last sale date, assessor's information, um, maybe loan information. And then we follow up with comparables. So what's sold in that neighborhood. And then we will have a plat map which is where the, the map is located. And that comes from the assessor's office, the, the county assessor's office. And also that data comes from the assessor's office. So 
if that data is incorrect, it's usually because it came from the assessor's office. Um, and then what we do is we include um, the uh, transfer deeds, such as a quick claim deed or a uh, transfer deed, and then any open loans, right? Any mechanics liens, any uh, Liz pendants, we, we include those, those uh, liens on there. And so then it's in a nice right. original, the not original, but a copy of the original deeds are in there. So you can see how the transfer took place, how they acquired title, what is the loan, what loans are outstanding on this property and when they took it out. So maybe we could dig into that more. Yeah, and that's Kayla, important. On like how we would, how, how would we use those, that report that we're talking about, the property report mm -hmm. or profile? What would we use that for typically, well, you, Kayla? So, you know, when you have a, you're creating a CMA, right? You can include that in your CMA, right? To show, because some, a lot of people don't have their, their documents or they can't find it, right? Or some people go, oh, we didn't know that this is, you know, this is how we took title, right? Um, somebody could have passed away. Uh, they might realize that they don't have it in a living trust. There are so many things that, that they're not sure of. And so you could be helpful, be of service by giving some of this documentation to them. Yeah, totally. Kayla, what do we normally use those for? Just so people know, like the CMA, analysis of the property. But we we normally pull them really yeah, quickly just when we get a prospect. Yeah, just mostly to find out, you know, what the value of the property is to kind of have an idea of where we think it would sell in the current market conditions when meeting with the prospect. And then, like Emmy is talking about with all of the, you know, things that can be on title that you don't have the foresight to expect. Those are just, you know, it, kind of in my experience, those are things that will probably either delay the sale or are tools for, you know, making the sale happen quicker. So just having all of the information on a property as a realtor when going into an, a listing appointment is, you know. But even before, yeah. Definitely Before smart. that though, like it, we can confirm the square footage, the bedroom count. LA people will have, they'll say, oh yeah, my square footage is 2000 square feet. But we always hear they say, oh, there's an unpermitted section or that's not right. Mm -hmm. It's actually 200 extra square feet. So that kind of helps us if we're doing an analysis on a price per square foot, right, for a home or mm -hmm. a condo. And then, yeah, like Emmy said, kind of spot checking who is the actual owner. And then I think in more extreme scenarios, if there are some legal issues or there's been some transfers, like going into a meeting knowing that is really good, too. So that's all off of the property profile that Emmy can get or any title rep. Mm -hmm. And then there's two ways of getting it. So Emmy, people can call you, but they can also get a new agent can get website access, right? How would that work? Right. So they just have to call me for, for access. Right. And, and then, we, so I'm here to re build a relationship with the realtor. And so once I have a relationship with them, then I give them access to our system because this is not for everybody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then maybe just so when the, now they're working with you, they're getting a lot of leads. What does this system look like that they use in order to pull more property profiles? It's it's um, basically the same that I told you. It just doesn't include the documents. Right. So uh -huh. usually what I do is you if you really it's 
the online version is my way of saying it's a quick and dirty, like if you're if it's after hours and you need some information, basic information, and our office is closed, it's good to have. I always like to look at the documents. Um, so I get that from my customer service because you know, sometimes there's you're wondering why this person is on title and the way the county works is it's first in, first out. So if a document is recorded and there's another one after it, but they're just doing a correction, which they do all the time, then the last recorded document shows the person on title. So people ask me, why is this this way? And then I, I look at the chain of title and I go, okay, this is the, your actual owner. This was a correction deed. They recorded it after fact. No, they're not the owner. So the cover sheet is not 100% guaranteed right so you always have the bottom blurbage that says this information is reliable but not guaranteed okay let's switch we look at the chain of title mention and then what other i think that's so okay the, uh, i also oh sorry can i jump in there was the emails oh yeah, yeah that's basically what i was going to get to too is the other technology and resources that are available from me from title right. and so you brought up the first one which is access you can go in and i think do credits or how can you get owner email addresses okay so as a title rep emails and phone numbers we cannot give right it was passed in 2009 sb 133 senate bill 133 so basically what we do is we refer you to a third party vendor or through our site you can purchase it from a third party oh. vendor it's not actually coming from us it looks like it is, and we're not trying to be deceitful or anything like that. But it, it's you're you're actually going through a portal to to access through a third party because it's not legal for us to give. Okay, cool. And what's okay. the you know approximate cost if I have a farm with five hundred homeowners to use the third party? So let's let's drill into that a little bit more. So an to agent to find five hundred use... emails. You know, anywhere between six to twenty-five cents, depending on where where it's coming from. But you know, remember, you're not getting a hundred percent. The most data. Hello. Hi. I'm sorry. I got cut off. Sorry. Are you there? I think we yeah, lost. We're still here. Okay, yeah, sorry yeah, your about phone that. Um, what did I miss? Yeah, yeah, I no got problem. a call that yeah, came through here. and I was trying to disconnect. Apologize. Hello? Oh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, well, we were just missing you. So you were saying there's the portal Hello? where you can buy the, the data that's like 6 to 25 I mean, can cents you hear us for data. I can hear you now. Property I'm owner. sorry. I don't know what's going on. Oh yeah, no worries. David was just saying that you were saying mm -hmm. that yeah, no problem. Uh, the type that so, the data from the companies, there's a percentage of data that they're able to provide. And then I think we got cut off at the percentage amount. Well, I don't know what the percentage is. It depends on the area. You know, some areas have more phone numbers, more emails and others have different. It just depends with the phone numbers. Um, there are people who are registered with the do not call list. So, right you know, you can't get those numbers, right? Or you shouldn't be calling those numbers because um, they're illegal to do if uh, if you're cold calling. Um, email addresses, same thing. It's, it's hard to get email addresses because people change email addresses all the time, right? Um, 
very few mm-hmm. keep the same ones. So it's it's really a hit and miss, but they sell you what they have and hopefully it works for you. Right. Definitely. And then I So let's what about the emails? You said you said there was software that agents can use to Hello? email property Hello, owners through title. Oh, I think that David, I think Remember that I'm able we were to talking hear about something like that. You. So, yeah, so David was saying that um, there oh, was that the software problem? where through the title portal, you can directly email owners. Right. So we have um, a version called Fidelity Total Farm, LE, and you can pay a subscription of nineteen ninety five a month. And you can, that again goes through a third party vendor and we don't get that money. It goes through the third party and you can lease the emails and send out emails through that portal. Very and once cool. And re- do you- once they reply to you, you capture their email. But until then, you don't actually get. Oh, so it's masked. You're paying nineteen ninety five a month. Are you be Are you able as the realtor to pick the template or the words that are being emailed out to the owners, or is that all controlled by the? the third party. Emmy? David? Yeah, I'm here. I think let's, we'll dig into the emails on the next one. She's having some problems connecting. Okay, me too. So you and I'll just dig in a little bit more because I want to talk about this in the Facebook ads, okay? All right, bye. Thanks again for listening to the Realtor Marketing Podcast, hosted by Los Angeles Realtor and team leader, David Bramante. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give it a five star or thumbs up and make sure to recommend it to a realtor or broker you know. We're trying to help other real estate professionals save time and money as they grow the realty business by sharing these marketing tips. So thanks again, and you can find out more by visiting www.realtormarketingpodcast.com.